never seen a lame man walk Never heard a dumb man talk Never seen a blind man see I promise you a pain Never seen a canceled death Never seen all the poor get fed Never seen a prisoner set free I promise you a change time it is time once again for the big c and bigger t podcast i'm your boy bigger t joined always as my first those of y'all listening to this uh, clinton just put some of his wife's lotion on right as we started there and it smells delightful it, it really moisturized. does you feel moisturized i feel moisturized my elbow it says 24 hour moisture body lotion one in a million i've got some ashy elbows people so i mean we're gonna i've moistened this bad boy up let's see it's shiny that's and body works is all they say they are we'll see yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna give it a shot maybe maybe i start moisturizing. i should i need to get into regular skincare routine travis you do yeah i mean i really do um Anyway, yeah, hey, sorry, uh, I don't even. The, the, that is the first and last time we ever talk skincare routine. That's on right. A big Seek Bigger Deep podcast. That's right. Unless a player gets burnt in the middle of a game and we start talking about it. <laughs> hey, um, hey, it's Christmas time. It is that, that season's upon us. Uh, you just got back from Branson. How were the lights up there? Uh, you know, I didn't. I I didn't wander out. I mean, it literally because we went for the company Christmas party. Um, Chateau on the lake is where we had it. It was beautiful. They was decorated. They had some great decorations in there. But I didn't. I didn't really get out much because I freaking hate traffic. And Branson's a parking lot. Yeah. So I'm like, I was like, no, I ain't dealing. And, and you know, and you know me pretty well. You know, I have zero patience. Zero. Yeah. I mean, I mean, none, none. Like I want stuff done yesterday, top done. So, so I didn't well, get out there, and I'm sorry to ruin. But you know, I did start helping Tom Clark with his Christmas lights. Oh, good. He is a uh, he. He keeps griping that he's going to retire from doing Christmas lights. Doing Christmas lights, and you know, I remember when the man just literally. He, he would have the big bulb lights. He liked the big bulb lights better. Than the, and he would just do a Christmas tree on the side of the house. Mm. And somehow it's morphed into this where he has, where he just does a gigantic Christmas light display every year. And it, it is bonkers. And I, I need to, I'll get my mom to do a video of it after he's done. And I'll post it on her Facebook page mm. um, and on Instagram. But it is just, it is insane. And mm. like, there's people that hire that out. To 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 have companies do that. This is one old man, yeah. one retiree with a with a with a fake knee out there doing that. And he's so, not going to get a Joey of the Month Club certificate at the end of the deal, is he? 
No, he's not. And you you know, and it and it just warms his heart. They love it. Like it, it tickles him when somebody slows down to drive past their house. Yeah. Because if you go out there, you know, you, you're going out there for a reason. And then you just happen upon that, like, wow. Yeah. So tickles in pink. And he just does it to like bring bring joy to people. So well, I had to help him with that. So that that's the I'm sorry about that diatribe. I'm bragging on my dad, which I don't do often. Do you decorate your house at all? I do. I, I do. Dude, and you know, this is, listen, me and you, we've talked about this before. I got myself in trouble, but I'm talking good about him, so I can I can do this now. It's talking about how cheap my dad is. Mm. And the only person cheaper than him is Paul. Mm. And they give each other pointers on how to be cheap. Yeah. And so he, so I'm over at his house because I'm like, I was going to run last down my fence and we had this conversation like too much, but I go over there and the man's got like just totes, just full totes of Christmas lights that he's bought for like pennies on the dollar. After Christmas sales. After just like they give it, like he goes, so I got these real nice icicle lights. Yeah. And I, I pulled them out of the, 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 um, the tin, the, the, I mean the plastic coat. And, the, and 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 I'm not kidding when I said it was marked for 50 bucks. The, the, the set of lights had the price tag of 50 bucks on them. Dad's like, I think I played 20 for that tote. Okay. <laughs> Yard sale or something. Yeah. And, he, and he's not even using them. Like I took them and yeah. just like it looked like like to have the Christmas light display that I have would, would probably cost you two, three hundred bucks. Nice. I just went over and got in dad's shed. There you go. Dad's shed. It's magical place. So I guess I don't know if I'm the cheap one. Am I the cheap one in this case? Maybe so. Yeah. Maybe. So. Or you're you're the uh you're just taking an opportunity. Right. Because yeah. they want to get used. I'm bringing joy to twos of people. Yeah. Yeah. Twos of them. Twos of them. I mean, we do dozens here, but, you know, twos. I'm in the single digits at the house. That's right. <laughs> Since you're not in the neighborhood anymore. By the way, um, my mom said, she goes, I listened to your podcast with Dave Jorn. Yeah. She goes, that's the best one y'all have ever done. Really? I go, Mom, when's the last time you listened to her podcast? She goes, I don't know, Oliver Miller. <laughs> <laughs> She just said probably the original Oliver Miller when he just said that because he was a Cardinals guy. Yeah, probably, probably. Woman cried tears of joy when we got her an Yadier Molina autographed jersey. Like she, yeah, she's never been that proud of me as she was that jersey. I'll put it like that. Well, that was a good podcast. We had a lot of fun doing that one. Definitely, we did. You haven't listened to that one yet? uh, Go back and uh, check it out. It's a it's a good one. And very, I mean, educational too. If you got a young kid that's you know looking at baseball, you know, and uh, and I want to mention his website again because I know that was very important to him. He felt the need to plug it, but DaveJorn.com. Yeah, you can see him for speaking engagements and and all kinds of things. He'd love to come to your church and speak to your group. So that's right. That's right. Um, well, Clint. Uh, I guess, you know, our holy shnikes is transfer portal craziness, man. It is crazy. And I, you know what? I was thinking to myself, and it's my fault for thinking it, Travis. Like the 
like you know the portal the portal's going to happen the portal is going to do what the portal does mm-hmm. but the thing is it it it's going on everywhere and I, but i was thinking to myself like okay we haven't lost a starter we had there hasn't been that holy crap there hasn't been that mike woods and then we get we get our, we get a, we get a new mike woods yeah, our latest, you know, one of the latest is Keychon Jackson. That was the that was a surprise. The rest of them wasn't necessarily shockers. No, you know, Warren Thompson I think was a little bit, but it didn't sound like he was to the people in the know. Yeah, and Slusher I think is a little bit of a surprise. Slusher was a little bit of a surprise there, but Keytron Jackson was. It seemed like they were trying to get him the ball more and more toward the end of the season, and he just. Uh, for some reason, decided it was his his time was up here, and and he's transferring out. I don't know if he's got somewhere already on his list of where he's going or or what. But um, that that one's gonna, I think that one's gonna hurt because he's a guy that you put two years in to train. Yeah. In this system, and, uh, and well, there are people that thought he was the second best receiver on campus last year. Yeah. There were a lot of people that thought it was Traylon Burks and Keytron Jackson. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that – but the rest of them – and I will get back to why I think he's making a mistake transferring in a bit. But the rest of them, it just doesn't – you know, you see them going. Like James Joyner, you can look at the depth chart and go, okay, I'm not going to play this year. Probably not going to play next year. Yeah. And then even at that, Dubian's in front of me. Debine, however you say it, I always butcher his name. We can't have him on the podcast because yeah. he'd just be like an hour of me just butchering his name. Yeah. But Dubinian. Uh, yeah, Dubinian. Dubinian. Okay. So, but he's, I mean, he's going to be, he, he's the next in line. So even if, you know, Rocket left and AJ Green left, um, they got a freshman that's coming in. They're really high. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you, you see the depth chart, you know, and, the, and that happens. You know, and but you know, somebody commented it. Oh, it's Kurt today. He posted an article on hogwheel.net mm-hmm. that was like, it's about key trying. And then some guys he put, What's going on? You know, and, and he had put a little bit more emphasis on it than that. But we're a G rated podcast. But mm-hmm. and Otis, like, what do you mean this is going on everywhere? Oh, yeah, everywhere. You all off. You might have the number one recruiting class in the country just in the portal from Alabama and AM. Oh man. I mean, I mean, seriously, if you recruited that class out of high school, it's probably the number one recruiting class in the country. Yeah. That and that's the talent. And that's and it's gonna it's gonna go on everywhere. And I mean, and the good thing is a couple of those A and M guys, I think, are possibilities for um Arkansas. Yeah, we've already landed that big lineman out of Florida. Mm-hmm. You know, and he was uh, – I was listening to uh, Trey Biddy's um, – you know, he does a podcast, uh, on you know, for Hog Sports on uh, Mondays and Thursdays usually or whatever. And um, I was listening to that earlier, and uh, Danny West was on there talking, and he said that that kid is – that is – 
he was recruited by Pittman. He had committed to Georgia and was recruited by Pittman there. And when Pittman was recruiting him, Pittman told him, said, if I ever, the only reason I would leave Georgia is for the Arkansas head coaching job. And that kid is now he's, for some reason, he played early and then didn't play later. Right. But he's a mature kid. He's married already. He's, um, um, six, six, three forty-five. played guard mostly. Um, so if, you know, they're talking about with Stromberg going pro lemur, maybe going to center. And so that would move. He might be your answer from one of the guard positions. Right. And, and, you know, and the office line is going to have at least two new starters and, from the in uh, this and, and if you've talked to him about anything thing, then I'm not worried about it. But I'm saying what I've heard is Luke Jones is leaning towards not returning. Yeah, I haven't I haven't heard anything from him. No, and and, and I, any private conversation I had should stay that way. But I've heard that he's leaning towards not returning, and who knows that may be inaccurate. Um, but so I mean that puts you replacing three starters on the offensive line. Dalton Wagner was first was. First team all SEC I saw, in at least one. I mean, him. So you're you're replacing two all SEC players. Yeah. So. Well, the biggest news to come out today. Uh, this is Tuesday when we're doing this. Is yes. Barry Odom is gone. The UNLV. He's a running reb. Going to UNLV. Um, well, he had, he had a good, he had a good flirtation with, with, uh, with Tulsa. Yeah. I would say, you know, they, 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 they had exchanged phone numbers and pleasantries and apparently just something broke down in the negotiation phase. Yeah. From what I heard, uh, they paid their last coach 1.8 million and that's what he's making at Arkansas. Yeah. So I think there was probably money issues was part of it. Well, yeah, and that's you know, and I don't know, I don't know what he's going to make at UNLV, um, but you know, it, it stinks to lose him, but that's the nature of the business. No one, to be honest no with one, you, go ahead. To be honest with you, um, you know, we've kind of talked about it. There's some chronic issues that we need to see answered for this defense. Yeah. And um, so I'm sort of excited about seeing some new blood. I have no idea who they're going to get. My first phone call, if it was, if I was Sam Pittman, but my knowledge is very limited, but my first, I've got two in my top of my head. I'm going to see who you mentioned. Gary Patterson would be my first phone call. That, that, I didn't even think about him, but that'd be a good one. I would call down to I would call down to um and try to get him away from Texas as quick as I could. Now, not that he would leave there, not that he would leave Texas, you know. And He's just an analyst right now, isn't he? Uh maybe so, but yeah. I bet they try to keep do everything they can to keep him around. Yeah. Um, but he would he would fulfill some of the same things that Odom did for Pittman. He's a former head coach. Oh. 
with lots of experience that Pittman could could lean on a lot in making decisions and and being a you know being a good head coach and um and he's just a proven to do what he did with his defenses at TCU with undersized guys like he had to deal with, you know, two and three stars and to yeah. play to the level they did. I'll take him in a heartbeat. Who else do you have in mind? Well, um, I don't even know their name, but I just kind of breezed through the list of top defenses in the in the country. And uh, one of the tops is Illinois. So I would. Yeah, I a, saw that guy's name on the list. Now I take a hard look at him, and I take a hard look at the defensive coordinator at Minnesota too. Because they're they're both ranked pretty high, you know. I I know a lot of fans are gonna be like, "What's Charlie Strong doing now?" Mm-hmm. Um, and and he he would be you know someone to take a look at. I think I have a feeling of who you're gonna say. Think who who you think I'm gonna say, and I'll tell you. Football. No, I wasn't think I wasn't think Coach O. Well, Coach O's never called defense before. He was a defensive line coach. I don't I don't think. Which apparently he was, he was in the running for the UNLV gig. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, I really think Derek Mason would be someone that could check a lot of boxes too. Yep. I think you know head coach at Vanderbilt. You know his defense you at Auburn. Him in the NFL, huh? You remember him in the NFL? I do not. Yeah, man, he was a heck of a receiver. Yeah. But anyway, go ahead. You know, I think I think he I think he'd be a I think he'd be a solid. That's a good. That's a great one. I hadn't thought of him. Yeah, but you know, Pittman's got a Pittman's got a roller decks better roller decks roller decks roller decks better than ours. So I mean, I'm sure he's gonna come up with somebody good. I think Pittman really needs. He, I love Pittman. Okay. But he needs that guy that's got head coaching experience. He does. That he can bounce ideas off of. Yeah. Kind of like what was – I forget the guy's name, but, you know, Phil Jackson had that old guy with him all those years. You know, coaching for, when he was coaching for the Bulls, he had a he had an old guy that was on, like a former head coach on the bench that followed him around and was kind of his, like, grounding. And I think – Pittman needs that. You know, he talks a lot about his walks with Odom, you know, going out, walking and exercising with him and stuff like that. And so I, I think he needs to find somebody, whether he gets gets them that way or get brings somebody in as an analyst, you know, that he can. Yeah. So I think that's where Coach O went wrong. Was yeah. Coach O had good coordinators at LSU at first. You know, he had uh, – what's the defensive coordinator that went to Baylor? Oh, Aranda, Dave Aranda. Aranda. And then he had Brady Yeah, that ended up going. And when they left, he replaced them with young guys. And he, di- he didn't have – he did- they didn't put the money into it and get the guys with experience they needed. And I, I think he needs to get somebody up there, whether that's – through defensive coordinator, if he wants to get a young defensive coordinator that's energetic and up and coming, that's fine. But get someone on the staff, get one of these analysts in, 
you know, someone that's just lost a job or something, get somebody like that in to help you out. He needs something like that. So you we've we pitched two great defensive coordinators hires, Mason and Patterson. Who do you think would get the fan base more excited? Dude, I would get fired up about both of those guys. Yeah. I would really get I think I think Patterson just because longevity, you know, I mean, and and he did more at TCU, you know. Mason was at Vanderbilt. It's hard to win at Vanderbilt. You know what I mean? It is. But I think um I think I think both I but I'd be fired up for both, man. I, I loved Mason at Vanderbilt. I wish I wish he would have been in another team where he could have got some talent in. Yeah. And see what he's done. And the thing is, man, this defense with Jordan Dominic coming back, that was a huge that's no, that, that was huge. Not only because, and I and I sent Jordan a message uh, after after this, and I told him, I said, "Man, I think, I think you're next. I think you're the next. Like a, you know, he's different than Bumper Pool because he hadn't been here as long, doesn't have the connections to the school, but he's got a year under his belt now. The media will love interviewing him. They already do because he's such an intelligent guy and he's well-spoken and he says the right things. He's going to be the voice of the team. And if he can do that same type of thing in the locker room, um, he he can be a key part to what this defense is next year. No. And, you know, and, 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 and the big, the, the people that we have coming back are, you know, are, are cornerstones you can build off of. Oh. I yeah. mean, Chris Paul is just – he came freshman All-American today. Yeah. Or second-team freshman All-American. Yeah. You got – well, you got Landon Jackson and Jordan at your rush ends, right? Yeah. You got Ball at in the middle. Plus, you—I mean, you got other guys that are, you know. No, no, and that defense line was pretty deep. You got um, now with Sanders he, going pro. Yeah, that hurts. You're 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 needing another linebacker in there, which then you got. Man, if Quincy McAdoo keeps going, you know. If Quincy McAdoo keeps developing the way he's developing. He, he he will be going pro after his junior year and be a top five draft pick at cornerback. Yeah, I, I can't argue with that. If if that's if he keeps growing like he's growing, and it's it's not, you know, it's easy to take a step, but it's hard to take the next step and the next step, and so hopefully he does it. But I mean, he he has shown that kind of potential. His first year now, because he only got burnt pretty good one game, and and just tell you how crazy the portal is. The guy that burned him from Missouri is in the portal. Yeah, don't know his name, but it's like his, you know. I mean, it's just. But every defensive back's going to get burned. Oh yeah, it, it happens. You got to have a short memory. Joe Hayden was one of the best defensive backs, you know, in the league for a long time, and he got burnt several times. Yeah. 
But, you know, another coach got hired over the weekend. I'm not sure. Did you watch Coach Prime's? Mm-hmm. I watched him tour the, the video of him touring the facility and then yeah, you know, I'm talking to the team. What do you think of him talking to the team? It was good. I, I loved it. You, but you can tell the, the one thing I think him and Sam Pittman have in common, and there's not a lot, <laughs> yeah. but they both come across as genuine and they have the young man's best interest at heart. Yeah. And you can tell, because I've been skeptical of prime Deion Sanders as a head football coach. I, I really have been like, okay, you're, you're over-recruiting in the swack because you're Deion Sanders. Yeah. Because if I'm a five-star defensive cornerback, yeah, I'd love to go learn from Deion Sanders. Yeah. But – you could tell in that speech, like Deion Sanders takes being a mentor very seriously. Oh, yeah. And that he, when he said, I'm going back and finishing the job at Jackson State, I'm going to try to win a national championship. Did you see, did you see his last meeting with his, are they, when he told the Jackson State kids? Yeah, I did. Like they were excited for him. Yeah. And they were like thanking him for all he's done for, you know, like, so that that's impressive, and I and I was just impressive with how upfront, you know. There's a lot of lying goes on in coaching searches. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of lying, and I don't feel like he. He, I felt like he was upfront and honest with his kids and with his people, and mm-hmm. you know. And I loved him saying it wasn't about. It was like everybody always says it's not about the money. It's usually about the money, but when he says it's not, it's not about the money. I, I felt like he meant it. Yeah, he's, he's like, I got money. Yeah. Yeah, um, he wants to prove. Did you see who he's uh, bringing with him? I, I have not. I, I know he's flipped some recruits already. Well, no, uh, one of the coaches is Willie Taggart. Oh, okay. Well, and see, that's that's a good that's a good one to have on your staff. Yeah. I mean, that what's could be cool his. is he's going to bring someone like Willie Taggart in which is an experienced head coach, right? Yeah. But then he's also got guys that's been coaching with him since he was coaching peewee football in the Dallas Metroplex area. I love that, man. Yeah. Like he's he's dedicated to those guys, and he's brought them with him to Jackson State and now taking them with him to Colorado. And he's – but he's also bringing in, melding that with guys like a Willie Taggart who's been there, done that on the top level. And so I think that's going to make for a neat mix of coaches. Um, and but but you know what? In that in that being said, that you talk, I have you bring that up. The unique mix, and we as fans tend to overthink everything, every coaching move. We're going to lose some more coaches. Barry Odom will not be the last assistant turnover off the staff. Neither will Jamil Walker. It's going to happen. Uh, I think a lot of people feel like Michael Squire, how do you say his name, the linebacker coach, yeah, he may be going with Barry as his defensive coordinator or something. I hate that, but yeah. I mean, a lot of people think that, and I don't think – I don't think he's in a position where Sam Pittman can nominate him from linebacker coach to defensive coordinator. No. I think I think if you did that, 
I, I just don't think the hire would go over very well at all. I think he's got to bring in some new blood. Yeah, yeah he's got to name some, and I hope I hope they I hope they retain him as as linebacker coach. I think he would be. I think he's a great coach, but you can't blame him if Barry Odom offers you the defensive coordinator job at UNLV not to take it. Yeah, well, and he's dedicated to Barry Odom. Yeah. yeah. So. No, and um, Trey Biddy also on his podcast said that they're close to announcing our new strength and conditioning coach, which is a guy from the strength and conditioning coach from Louisville. Right, yeah, I think I uh, – Apparently, he's a guy that was also at Georgia yeah. with uh, Jamel Walker down there, and so he's going to um, – you know – I, I don't, the more I hear about why Walker was let go, uh, the more we're realizing that it wasn't necessarily because of his performance. It was because of other things. Okay. And so um, that makes sense to bring someone in that's probably going to do things in a similar way that he did it. Right. Yeah, I, and, and you can tell me what the other things were off the air because I'm curious now. But um, – no, because well, that's good. I, I don't feel like my man crush is invalidated. It may be when you've done more than the other things were, but yeah, I, I know I think they were definitely building the team the right way, and so I definitely see getting someone from that that coaching tree and that that has the similar mindset. I mean, just the the product on the field from Chad Morris to Sam Pittman was just incredible. You know, it just the difference. Yep. For sure. So now another big one that announced they were coming back was KJ Jefferson. Oh, huge. Listen, in football, you either have the quarterback position figured out or you're trying to figure it out. And when you have the quarterback position figured out, your job is a lot more secure. And Arkansas has the quarterback position figured out with KJ Jefferson. Yeah. Um, now that's why, you know, when I was going to bring this up, I think, you know, that puts you in more of a buyer seat in the portal than a seller seat in the portal. That's why the, and I was going to teach, that's why Keytron surprised me a little bit. Yeah. Um, so, you know, now there's some stud, I mean, you got Satanga there, like speed demon. Mm. You got to wonder, you know, who else? You know, they're going to be looking for receivers in the portal now. Well, they have one that I think is pretty close to. I don't think he's not committed yet, but he's one that everybody thinks will from the Alabama. You no, know, from Texas. Oh, okay. Commerce or something. It's okay, like, I know you know, man. Yeah, he's like, he's like five, like a big kid that just blew yeah. up this year, and um, he's looking around. Um, but uh, the biggest thing to me, Clint, that KJ, there were, there's been lots of rumors about contention in the locker room. That there was, that whether it was from the slusher incident or one of these other things, or there's some other stuff out there. There, there's been some rumors that I've heard that there was 
contention in the locker room that people weren't getting along that um that there was some separation okay to me the kj coming back tells me that a lot of that was just rumors i think yeah cuz i think if it was contentious in the locker room i think kj would say would either transfer out and try to get like a pad his stat, find a school that really needed a quarterback and he could pad his stats for one year or he would go to the NFL. But the fact that he's coming back here, I think tells us that things are a lot better than what those rumors were, that those were just rumors. And even the- guys like Jordan Dominic coming back, who you can tell is just a yeah. solid stand-up guy, that that says a yeah. lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I know I'm – but now, of course, Clint, I'm extremely sad. We haven't talked about him yet. Oh, no. But my heart was broken when our favorite special teamer announced that he was transferring out. Read you that. Know, yeah, I hate it. The holder of the year. You, you, get, you get it that, um, I mean, you get why he did it. You understand. It still hurts. I mean, and it's his – he's got one year left, mm-hmm. and he wants to go somewhere where, you know, he don't have to split the time. He's their punter. They're, mm-hmm. So, I get it. I get it. But, yeah, it, it broke her heart. It broke my heart a little bit. But, Reed, we get it, and I hope – I hope you're happy. I hope you're I happy wherever you are, and I, they're getting a great guy. I told him, I said, man, you know, good luck. I'm going to root for you wherever you go. I said, unless you're playing the hogs, and I hope you I hope you shank them all. <laughs> yeah. I would I would be surprised if Reed went to a competitor. I really would. Oh, yeah. But would. But he might. If, if it's the only school out there that offered him a scholarship, I'm sure he would think about it. Now, Travis, what do you think of her bold destination? It was about what I expected. Um you know. Wasn't the team I expected us to play? You know, I, I was listening to um, the buzz, and they had Dalton Wagner. And they said they put down their top three bowls were Vegas, Texas, and um, Liberty. Now, I think we might have went to the Texas Bowl, but apparently Missouri didn't want to play the mighty Kansas Jayhawks. That's the rumor. That is the rumor. And listen, I had a friend, I had a guy play with Tech that his son was playing for Kansas. He's hit the portal. So um, I, I can now truly, totally root for the Hawks to dismantle Kansas. Yeah. Um, so I'm happy about that. Um, but yeah, if you're six and six, you don't have the right to me to say, no, I'm not going to play this team. You should yeah, have been play Kansas. I think that's just a rumor because I, I don't I don't see them having that power and that making a lot of sense. Um to me that that sells out that game for them. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that that makes it even a bigger game. Just like you know, but of course I was hoping for Oklahoma for us. Yeah. Well Oklahoma's good. What they're in the Texas Bowl? I think so. No, I don't. I don't. I can't remember. I can't remember 
amazing. Um, so, but now, did you, you know we got? Do you think they got the four playoff team right? Yeah, I do too. I, I really do. I know can I know Alabama's probably sitting there going, "Oh, it should have been us." Yeah, it couldn't have been. Okay. But should have Alabama been five or should it have been Tennessee? Um, look, it's hard. <laughs> it's hard to forget that Tennessee doesn't have their best player. Yeah. No, it is. It, it is. It's hard to forget that. When, when two teams are equal record-wise, yes, one of them beat the other. However, um, you know that wouldn't happen again if, you know. Yeah. So. So, now, on bowl, on the bowl games, because I was just curious for your thoughts about they got the four right. The problem is Alabama's going to the Sugar Bowl. Half their team's going to be out. Yeah. Um, Arkansas, right now, we know, is going to be without one of their starting linebackers, without their starting center. And because of the transfer portal, without two starting wideouts. So at a right tackle. Without yeah. Well, no, I mean, I think Dalt Wagner's planning on playing. Oh, yeah. I think yeah, I think the only guys, the only alignment not planning on playing was Strongberg. Oh, okay. Um and I don't know if he's officially opted out for the bowl game, but he's already announced he's going pro, so Usually Pippen says if you're doing that, then yeah, then then no, you're not. Well, your right. agent your agent will tell you to sit out. Right. Yeah. So is there a point of playing bowl games anymore, Travis? Is there is there well, even is there even a point? Now I'm gonna go to the Liberty Bowl. I'm gonna tailgate. It's my day off. It's a two-hour drive. I'm gonna go have me a day. Take the family, go to the Liberty, go see beautiful Memphis, Tennessee. But I'm not going to see the Hawks play. I'm going to see some Hawks play. Now, you know, Clint, I'm about as old school as they come. You are about as old school as they come. I still wish they did the BCS. I still wish, I think, the more teams they've added to this playoff deal, um, that that's what's killed the bowl games. I'm not going to say that's the only thing that's killed the bowl games. I think the mentality of a generation of people who grew up playing Madden on video games, um, video game football has killed the mentality of, of has changed the mentality of football for people, I think. Because it's all offense, no defense. Um, I mean, it's just, I mean, you think about it. And if you don't go perfect record, look, on video games, you're not going perfect. You reset it and you start the game over again. You know, if you're starting to lose a game. So anyway, however, I'm not naive enough to say it's here. It's changed. It's different. It's a new world. We're in a new place now. I think the best I saw it, I saw it said, this isn't your granddaddy's college football. It's not. It is different. College football 
has changed and is going to continue to change over the next 10 years. Okay. I think the bowl system is done. Now it still makes money. It makes money because of TV, right? Would you, wouldn't you say that's where their money comes from? Oh yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, it's not necessarily from, you know, the Liberty Bowl is going to make some from bowl tickets, right? Because the Arkansas fans are going to show up so well, um, you know, and it'll be. It well, I think I think Kansas will too, because I think Kansas is going to be excited about coming to a bowl game. Kansas hasn't been to a bowl game, and I don't know since the Reagan administration. Yeah, so it may not be a sellout, okay, but you know, there's lots of there's so many bowl games. And they're not really – it's not the moneymakers they used to be. It's not It's not made for TV, you know, entertainment like it used to be. It is – and, and then you go to them and, like, you know, part of your players aren't even there, okay? And it's, and it's really – one of the exciting things is we get to see players – that have been on the bench all year, maybe get to play some. Like, I'm looking forward to the bowl game because Satanga's probably going to get in the game more. You know, some of the guys that have redshirted, you know, they save the bowl game for them so they can play them more in the bowl game. And it gives the coaches some extra practice, right? So, yeah, I say uh, I say it's it's pretty much done. Yeah, because you got to think about this. If KJ hadn't came back and leaks in the portal, Cade Ford and jams his thumb in the first quarter. Who's playing quarterback? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it just—I mean, you're—you're—you're. You're, you're, that's where you are. Yeah, you're probably bringing Landon Rogers back from wide receiver to play, take some quarterback reps, just just so you have somebody there that can do it. I mean, that's. Do you feel good about beating a team with a wide receiver playing a quarterback? Yeah. You know, I agree. I mean, it just now, <clears throat> but, but Travis, well, I mean, there's got to be something for the kids, like a, a you know, what, what, what can we do to remedy the situation? Well, Clint, I have a plan. Oh, really? I have a plan. Yeah, I think I think you've told me this, and I'm I'm interested to hear it again. I have a plan to fix it all. Okay, my plan is this: keep the playoffs. In fact, expand the playoffs. Go to sixteen teams if you want to. Okay, don't do any bowl games. Get rid of the bowls altogether. Right. Play, um, you know, you might could play your East-West Shrine game or stuff like that. You right, know, your senior, your bowls for seniors. After the playoffs or or you could do that for, you know, for, you know, do it toward the end of the playoffs or something like that to add some more games or whatever. Totally get rid of that. Push it out a couple months. Wait for the portal to get done. Wait for the second semester to start. And you got your you'll have your kids coming on campus that are graduating early, your freshmen that are coming on campus. 
and you're going to have your um, transfer portal kids that transfer at semester, right? That'll be on campus then. Then sometime after that, whether maybe not do it as late as you do the spring game right now, maybe do it a little sooner, then have practices for the players. Have have move your spring practice to that time. Okay. But here's where you fill the TV void, Clint. And I think this, I think this would be so fun. You know how in the NFL they have uh, like say the Patriots and the Lions will get together. Yeah. And, and they'll for a week and they'll do uh they'll practice against each other and then they play a a preseason game. Right. It's a real game, but it's a preseason game, right? So so you're gonna get your backups in and everything, but it's still a real game. The officials rules. There's no green jerseys. It's a it's a real game, right? But your starter may only go out there for so many reps or whatever, what have you. Do something like that with two teams. So let teams if however you got to do it. Let's say let's say Arkansas joins up with Colorado. Let's just say, right? So Sam Pittman and Coach Prime decide to do a home and home like that. Okay. Colorado, the first year is going to come down to Fayetteville. Okay. During that week, they're going to practice. They'll have some practice by themselves, some, and then they'll they'll practice on, on U of A campus. Then they'll practice together some. So they're hitting somebody else in the spring. They're not just hitting themselves. Now, during those practices, of course, you'll have green jerseys, all that, okay? But then, then at the and during those times, make it fun for the players, okay? Have some dinners together where you do the, like, cheesy contests like you do at bowl games, you know, a chicken wing eating contest or something. I don't know. Um, but, you know, just some fun stuff. To add to it, right? See, I, yeah, and I know I think you could even go a little bit better than that too, Travis. I mean, just to take your idea, which I think is a great idea, to kind of move it. Why not do the bowl matchups? Why yeah. not keep? Why not keep the bowls and like have? Okay, Arkansas has been matched up with Kansas. Y'all going to go do a week in Memphis? Yeah, um, you know you could do that. Yeah, that could be the way you match them up. Yeah, you could do that. Like, go ahead and do it. Bowl. Do it. I mean. Obviously, you got your playoff teams, but you could do it with every school, though, right? Yes. And then here's the deal. And then at the end of the week, you play a real game against each other. Exactly. Televise it, but a real spring game. They televise. They televise spring games already, and I know they don't make money on those, but they would make money on this. They right? they would, and I think it would be. You could be, I mean, give them, give them their Bass Pro swag bag. Let them go shop at yeah. Belk, yeah. and you know what, whatever it is that you do, or or you could do like a, like just get companies from Arkansas putting together a swag bag the, for them. And then the we- only problem would be, let's say I'm in the transfer portal, and I'm like, okay, I'm thinking about going to Mississippi State or Arkansas. Mm. 
Well, Arkansas is going to Memphis, and Mississippi State's going to Orlando. Uh, I'm going to Orlando. Well, but here's the thing, Clint. I say do it on the school campuses. Yeah. Here's why. Here's the other reason why. The school campuses now have the ability, okay, like when the SEC network comes to televise a Razorback football game, it's not the SEC network doesn't bring all their equipment, all their cameras and all that kind of stuff, right? They right. bring, they use, the U of A has all that equipment. They have students that know how to do it, and they just bring in some extra stuff, their production people, to boss those kids around, but it's those kids – that are producing everything, right? Yeah, and that's part of the reason they don't televise the game at Verizon anymore. So you could get, you could get some those students. I mean, you already have that on the campuses, right? You already have that on the campuses. Those students that could produce the stuff. Plus, Clint, you could produce some stuff like for like on Hogs Plus or whatever. You could you could put some content on there that you could sell sponsors for and things like that leading up, you know, during the practices, show some of the practices, show yeah. some of you know, I mean, you could produce some content for that whole week that would be that people would love. I think the coaches would like it because I think it would get more done for them because they would have because before the, that other team shows up, you would have your reg, some of your regular practices. And then maybe after that game, have a final week of practice so you could, you know, talk about some things you learned from that game or whatever, and then be finished with. So and take the bowl system, replace it with a jazzed up spring practice. That's my idea. No, I no the, the only the only place me and you disagree on. I think we need they need to do it at neutral site to get the kids at the time away from campus. Um, but that's but you know what? Either way, I think is better than what you have now because I think the bowls have become pointless, and the I mean because the four team playoff hurt it. Yeah, and then. And then now the 12 team playoffs going to completely destroy it. Well, and the transfer portal. And the transfer portal and your between the transfer portal and opt outs. I mean, like we beat Penn State last year, but that wasn't Penn State. Yeah. You know, and this year, if we beat Kansas, I don't know if Kansas has had many people declare this or opt out or hit the portal. I don't know. I haven't looked. But I mean, are they beating if they beat us, are they beating Arkansas? Yeah. You know, we, we're missing a lot of guys. Now, I did have one more question for you, Travis. I know we're getting to the end of our time. What player on this team that has not announced his attention yet that could come back would you most like to see come back? <clears throat> that means he'd have to be draft eligible or be for the portal. Don't, you know, be like. Um. Because I know mine. I don't even have to think about it. Well, I know who yours is, and he's probably mine too. Well, you go and do yours, and I've got to know. Um, 
Trey Knox. Yeah, Trey Knox. I mean, he's just a game changer at the tight end position. Mm-hmm. I mean, he really. I like. I'd like to see Isaiah Nipples too. Yeah, that that's that's another one I'd like to see. Um, they could come back to that COVID year. You could tell, you know, with the way like Landon Jackson and uh, and Jordan Dominic both spoke so highly of him. Yeah, we talked about about him. Um, well, and you got. Um, I think trade just because you've lost Keytron now. Yeah. Um, the more, and you've lost Hazelwood. So the more familiar receivers you can give KJ, the better. And Knox is probably one of his favorite receivers anyway. And you've got some young stud tight ends coming in next year. Mm-hmm. I think they got what two or three like high four star tight ends coming in, and they're this next year is going to be a good tight end class. Yeah, you know, and and just to you know, look, we're not the recruiting experts or the portal experts or nothing like that. You can check out Hog Sports for that, or or uh, Rivals or whatever. We have Google, and that's all we do. But, um, But some of those guys from. I mentioned earlier those guys from Texas A&M that they're looking at uh, as transfers. Uh, there's one of the reasons they think we got a good chance of them, like one of them played with Landon Jackson. The other one played at Texas High in Texarkana. So they got kind of connections to, to Arkansas a little bit. You know, they grew up not far from – not far from, you you know, from Arkansas. So – you know, we can see some, and they're pretty highly rated. And those are, I think one of them is a pass rusher. Uh, yeah. So I'll tell you one thing I liked this year was having those, all those pass rushers to rotate in. No, I think we, we did. Better. You know, I, I think, you know, your big question marks going next, next year is who's the number two linebacker and can we fix the secondary? Now, another th- person we haven't talked about real quick. Is a possible backup quarterback. Oh yeah, no, and I think it's pretty. Toby Criswell is in the portal, and uh, you know he didn't he didn't come because Chad Morris was bringing his son in at the time. Didn't even really recruit him seriously. No, never did. He offered him, but never recruited him. Yeah, he kind. I mean, it's kind of you. You he kind of had to offer him. Yeah, but, but I mean, he, he was he was setting up, and and KJ was kind of brought in like to he wasn't he's going to be an afterthought behind Chandler Morris. Well, and is he you know is Criswell wanting to come back home to sit for a year, you know behind? Of course, the way KJ plays, you know, hey Hornsby got to start a game and play some this year because yeah. So I mean that's your sales pitch if you're Sam Pittman, but apparently he Jacoby's got no other business scheduled. Yeah. Like his crystal ball is 100 percent Arkansas that he just wants to come home. Yeah. And, and they I get it. I lived in North Carolina for a while. Arkansas is better, y'all. Well, and they say I've I've just heard nothing. I don't know the kid, but I've heard just really good things about him. He's just a real yeah. solid kid, too. And now yeah. look, I was getting a little worried about Malachi Singleton. But he confirmed that he's 100% Arkansas. 
uh, you know, he was going down to visit Gus a lot at UCF. And um, I was getting worried that he was, because he's a Gus quarterback. And, yeah. And so um, hopefully he's going to, he's going to end up showing, he's going to end up sticking with his commitment then. Dude, that's a talented quarterback room right there. Yeah. That, you feel a lot better about that one for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I feel better about KJ, Jacoby, and uh, Malachi. And what's the kid's name that hurt his um, towards oh, ACL? Renfro. Cade Renfro? Renfro, yeah. So you still Renfro. got him. Yeah. Yeah, he wasn't a slouch. No. I mean, he's a serviceable backup. So, you know, anyway. Well, man, Clint, good one as always. Lots of stuff to talk about. Um like I said, this, one, this podcast was easy because this is what we'd be talking about anyway. That's right. That's right. We uh, And that's the premise of this podcast. We're two best friends just uh, talking sports, talking life, talking whatever. And, um, you know, we're, we appreciate y'all listening to us and watching us. And we'd love for you to like and share and comment and all those good things. What do you think about my my bow replacement? What, what do you think about my bow replacement? Which version do you like better, mine or Travis's? Yeah. The difference in Clint's is he wants it to be neutral sight and do it kind of like a bow system where they travel. I'm saying do it just a home-and-home home, um, home game type of thing. But, uh, but what do you think? Of course, then, I mean, there's – they got smarter people that can take it. The, an idea and tweak it but um i need to know who i need i need i need to know who to com contact and let them know about this great idea because it's going to change the world every just the entire thing yeah then it's been the other way that's right gonna get weird well clint man christmas is getting closer watch your hallmark movies give a good cry yeah. I finished Love Actually the other day again. Love Actually, bro. Yeah. All right. Man, I watched a good movie the other night. Um, Vengeance. Have you watched it? I have not. You know, uh, you were an Office fan, right? Yeah. You know, B.J. Novak? Oh, yeah, I know you're talking about. It's got him and Ashton Kutcher in it. I've seen it. It's on Peacock, isn't it? Uh, I watched it on on uh, Amazon. I rented it on there, but um, it's it's really <laughs> really an interesting movie. It's a it's a neat premise. It's uh, B J Novak's a a um, he's a writer and a wannabe kind of podcaster guy uh, from uh, New York, I think, and you know, he's got this girl that he's seen a few times or whatever, nothing serious, but she ends up, she's from Texas and she ends up dying of a drug overdose. And so her brother calls up and apparently she'd been telling her family that they were like an item. That, that was her boyfriend and stuff. And so through some circumstances, he ends up down there uh, at the funeral. And then, um, her family thinks that it's all a conspiracy that she was killed 
And so he does, he decides to do like a true crime kind of podcast builds one. And so he stays there and interviews anyway. It's a, it's an interesting, uh, it's an interesting movie. It's got a, it's got a pretty um, interesting ending to it. I'll just put it that way, but it's a, it's a, it's a good movie. So you get a chance to, it's one of those that I'd never really heard about and just kind of going through Amazon and whatnot. And said, Hmm, that looks interesting. So anyway, y'all, thank y'all so much for listening, watching, um, 90 like share subscribe 92 podcasts for us this is they do eight away from one hundo that's right we're getting there we're getting there thank y'all have a great week god bless you bye sweat one filthy dirt harvest hurt kingdom come When I work, my hands get filthy down in this dirt Won't see no more till I hurt Cry in your kingdom come Listen I wake up in the morning I bow my head to pray Mama told me if I don't Ain't nothing gonna change These prayers breaking up hard drive So I can sow the seed In a Lord knows I gotta follow his lead That's why I sweat When I work My hands get filthy down in this dirt Won't see no more Till I hurt Cry in your kingdom come Oh, I sweat When I work My hands get filthy down in this dirt Won't see no more Till I hurt Cry in your kingdom